Welcome to Speaking of the Enneagram with Jackie Brewster and Eve Annunziato. In this podcast series, they will walk you through unpacking your own personality as you engage in self-awareness and behavioral patterns while helping you to uncover and discover different parts of why you do the things you do through the Enneagram. It's been said that the Enneagram is a discernment tool guiding you in understanding, empathizing, and adopting a sense of compassion for not only yourself, but also for others around you. Now enjoy this raw, real, and intriguing adventure exploring all things Enneagram with your hosts, Jackie and Eve. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Speaking of the Enneagram. I'm your co-host, Eve, and I'm joined once again with my co-host, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Eve. We're going to talk today about what God's plans are for you and your life. I cannot wait to dive deeply into that, Jackie, and to hear what you have to say about all nine Enneagram types. But before we do, we have a huge announcement. We get to announce something we've been working on for over a year. Jackie, you do the honors. Yes, we've been working on a book called Hearing God Speak, a 52-week Enneagram devotional that we have poured our heart and soul into, and we are so excited that you can pre-order this book today by going to hearinggodspeakdevo.com. Woohoo! I feel like we need to clap. I know. Even if it's just you, and if you listening, you want to join in, you can clap too. We have worked so hard. So what can you expect when you purchase Hearing God Speak? Basically, it's combining the Enneagram system, which Jackie is amazing at doing, and biblical truth. So you can better understand not only yourself, but all the people around you and your loved ones and your kids and maybe your spouse and your friends and your coworkers. It's going to combine that Enneagram system with biblical truth, and then you can get into a deeper relationship with Christ. And what I love, Jackie, is that every single week you unpack how each number is tailored to that scripture. Yes, we go through all nine types every single week with awareness around different Enneagram topics. All nine types can apply the same scripture, maybe in a different way, because everybody views things differently. That's right. And it will give everyone compassion and empathy. And I'm going to have a little confession here, Jackie. I know I feel like I always confess at least one thing per podcast, and I don't even like to be vulnerable. You don't. Yes, this is true. (laughs) But before, thank you, before I started studying the Enneagram, I honestly went through life thinking that if somebody didn't think the way that I thought or didn't do things the way that I did them, that they were wrong. I know this sounds super egotistical, and maybe I did it with a little compassion and empathy, but I basically went around thinking that, oh, that person must be wrong because they're not doing it the way that I do. Or I thought maybe I needed to even aspire to a certain right or wrong. But what I've learned through the Enneagram is that we're all beautifully, magnificently, and wonderfully created by the God of the universe. There is no better or bad or worse number. We're all uniquely crafted. Yes, we are all just these beautiful creatures that God created, right? To do some amazing things. He has created us on purpose with a purpose. And so we hope that as you go on this journey over the next 52 weeks with us through this Enneagram devotional, that you will really uncover and discover more about yourself and what God's saying to you. Jackie, one of the questions I get very often is, I don't know my number, but really it doesn't matter. You can purchase this book and by the time you get through a couple of weeks, don't you think they'll discover their number through the narrative approach? Can you cover that a little bit? 
Yes, the narrative approach of the Enneagram is taking your time, being curious, asking yourself the questions, and seeing what number really relates to you. So we're not really looking at what the world sees, right? We're not looking at what you're doing. We're actually looking at the motivation behind what you do, which is just a layer deeper. So sit with it. Be curious. Even if you've taken a test and you have a number, you think it's this is your number, really, really sit with it for a while and think about it and read the other numbers. Be curious. Make sure that you're typed right. Because there's no worse work than doing work that's not your own. Yes, I went through thinking I was a seven and then I thought I was a three. I think actually that was just mind over matter. I really just wanted to be either a three or a seven, but it wasn't until I learned about my childhood message. I learned about my patterns of behavior. I learned about my defense mechanisms, all of which we cover in this book. And I realized, oh no, I'm actually an eight. My biggest fear is being betrayed. And that was so incredibly helpful. Yes, for me too. I tested as an eight and I'm not an eight. I'm a seven with a strong eight wing, but the motivations were not there. I wanted to know that I would be taken care of. I was not as worried about being betrayed. I longed to be taken care of. Wow, that's profound. Don't worry about knowing your number. You'll get there. Also, each week you'll get a Bible verse. You'll get a scripture reflection. And then we will dive deeply into each Enneagram number and how it's tailored to that scripture and your personality. Yes. And then we give you questions, application questions, and prompts for prayer and meditation, which is one of my favorite things about this book is that we actually help you and and teach you how to meditate on the word of God and how you can use it to deepen your relationship with Christ. One of my favorites, Jackie, and this is something you and I were very adamant about to our publishers from the very beginning. We wanted a lot of generous journaling space. So not only did our friend Sarah Sung put together a full color beautiful devotional. But there's not only generous journaling space in each week, but at the end of the book, there's plenty of places to journal. But that was really important to you and me. Yes, we were very intentional about every single detail of this book. And so we hope that it will bless you abundantly. We hope that you will take it and you will learn more about yourself, but you will also be curious and learn more about the people around you so that you guys can all grow in empathy and compassion towards one another and walk this life out full of purpose. Yes, and really build that relationship with our Heavenly Father and allow Him to speak to you through this journey in your language. Okay, Jackie, so I don't know about you, but I can tell you right now in this season of my life, kind of in the middle of my life journey, I've got the back nine right now. I didn't really expect to be doing this. This is not what I thought God had planned for me. Do you want to just talk a little bit about the history of how this book came to fruition? Because I do think it's amazing. Yes, especially when we're really focused and on purpose Mm. this week. I don't think that you or I ever saw this coming. No. We've lived some life. We've got some years behind us. Hopefully lots ahead of (laughs) us too. It's a gentle way to say that. (laughs) It is. I'm being kind to both of us right now. But the truth is, is that we didn't think that we would be here and we didn't know the purpose necessarily that God had for us in this season. But we found ourselves on this amazing journey. Eve felt prompted July of last summer to have a conversation with me about this idea that we now today call Hearing God Speak, a 52-week Enneagram devotional. That's right. So I was about to come up to a very significant birthday. I can't even say the word. A year ago. And I knew that this milestone birthday was coming up and I really wanted to do something impactful. And I really wanted to honor my mom's legacy who was in in ministry for 33 years. And at 4 a.m., I was awakened 
and I really felt prompted that I wanted to write a devotional, but I really felt as if I just didn't want to write any type of devotional. I really wanted it to be understood in all different personality languages. And that's when I thought, oh, I need to call Jackie. And so I called Jackie and I'll let you take it from here. I was on the beach with my family and I get a text message from Eve at first. And she just said, hey, when you get a minute, give me a call. So later on that day, I gave her a call. She said, when you get back into town, I want you to bring your family over for dinner. I have an idea that I want to share with you. When we got back into town, loaded my crew up, came over to Eve and Charlie's house, which is amazing. It's this little hobby farm. So we love to come over here and see the animals. (laughs) I didn't know exactly what she was going to say to me. And she presents this idea of a devotional with Enneagram. And I thought, well, I I don't see it out there right now. I could try to do it. Let me see. And I want to say that I presented some Excel sheets when I presented this. Girlfriend has got some paperwork. That's all I'm going to say. And this girlfriend was like, um, I just need the creative elements, please. Despite all the PowerPoint presentations, I love the fact, Jackie, that you were like, let's try it. Let's do it. So then in September, we just started to write. I actually quit my job. I took a leap of faith. We began the writing process, which was really amazing and wonderful. And then something really cool happened, right, Jackie? Yes. My husband and I were at a conference and we've got some friends in all types of industries, but publishing is one of them. And they had asked my husband to go to dinner. And at that dinner, they said, Hey, is your wife working on anything with Enneagram? We'd love to explore if she is. And he said, she actually is. And he was very kind in telling them that we would have them a proposal in three (laughs) weeks, a 30 page book proposal that Jackie and I put together, had on his desk. And then I guess the rest is history. We signed, we got an agent and here we are today with our big announcement. Yes. It's just been a whirlwind full of emotion and amazing work and great friendship. I have to say, people often ask us, like, how do you guys work together? Eve is an eight. I am a seven. And I think that because I'm a seven with an eight wing and you're an eight with a seven wing, we definitely understand how each other function. Yes. And so there's not a lot of offense that happens? No, I think some of our friends were actually legitimately concerned. I think so too. It's the first question that I always get about it. Well, how did you guys get along? And I always say we got along swimmingly. It was actually a beautiful process. I think because we checked our egos at the door, Jackie, we really didn't worry about our egos. We wanted it to be good. We wanted it to be right. We wanted to just make it the best that we could. And I edited your stuff. You edited my stuff. In fact, I rewrote my scripture reflections at least three times, much to Jackie's chagrin, but she was super patient with me. Thank you. It was really fun for me. And we built a deeper relationship. We've known each other for over 10 years, but it was really wonderful to even just build a deeper relationship with you. Oh, thank you. This journey has been a joy. I've really enjoyed every minute of it too. And it's made us just, you're right, better friends. You know, it's been fun. Like I've enjoyed this journey. I just thought of something. I get so tired of seeing, whether it's on TV or in social media, women go after women. This is such a beautiful example of how women can support each other. We can lift each other up. We can be on each other's team. We can cheerlead each other and we can do something together. And I really believe that that's who we are. I have been supported and encouraged by the women in my life. And I love the fact that we're two women and we were able to work together with no problem. 
Yes. It's been great. It's been a good journey. I think that, you know, both strong women, but I think it is the truth of we both want the best for each other. So we're very intentional of making sure that we're listening to make sure that the other person is getting what they want in this process too. Like, do you feel heard? Do you feel known? What do you need? So there's been a lot of that in this process. And I think that that's part of why it's worked so well. Neither one of us are trying to take a step ahead of the other person. We're really trying to to be in our own lanes. We're trying to to really go forward in our own lanes. Because we're so different. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to win. You wanted me to win. Mm -hmm. One of the things I used to love when we were writing, what you would say to me, I would try to explain something and you always said, Eve, I hear you. And at the end of the day, and I'm not sure if this is an eight thing, an Eve thing, a girl thing, or an all of us thing. At the end of the day, I just want someone to understand me. They don't have to agree with me. The fact that you always had this posture of empathy and compassion. And you would tell me that you hear me, that you see me. I think that really helped the journey. So thank you for your support. You're so great at that. That is one of your gifts. Oh, thank you. I I love the fact that you've challenged me. Mm. I love that you'd be like, I don't know what that means. Tell me more. That made me such a better writer. Also made me such a better Enneagram coach because if you don't know what I'm talking about, then who else doesn't know what I'm talking about? So you really challenged me with a lot of compassion. You were really careful when you had to say, hey, I'm not sure that I know what you mean, or I think you could do better. You were really careful to, to say those things in a way that my heart could receive it, which is, I think... The fact that we have each other's numbers, like seven, eight, eight, seven, I really think that has something to do with it. We just really understand each other. That's good to know. I might say this louder for my kids and my husband to hear, but thank you. I appreciate that you appreciate the challenging part of my personality. Well, without further ado, we're going to get into God's plans for you. And this is actually a chapter in our book, and it's entitled His Plans for You, Your Longing. And the scripture that we used for this week's devotional is out of Jeremiah 29, 11, which so many of you might know, and some of you might even have memorized, but it's for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I'm actually going to read a little bit of this scripture reflection, and then Jackie's going to go through all of our nine personality types. Does that sound good, Jackie? Sounds great, Eve. Here we go. Do you ever wish you could travel back in time to change something? Maybe you waste time playing the woulda, shoulda, coulda game. Perhaps you want to do things over again. Maybe have a do-over for the painful moments. Maybe you want to restart for the heartbreaking times or a chance to say yes to any missed opportunities. Unfortunately, the simple law of physics prevents you from traveling back in time to change anything or traveling to the future to control anything. Ooh, what do I like to control? Me too. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Although you can't change your circumstances, you can change your point of view by turning previous poor decisions into wise, teachable moments. This practice keeps you from a hangover of remorse. This process can motivate you to embrace an appreciation for the present. This week, fill your days with the declaration of scripture from the Lord. His promises are never empty. They are full of plenty, plenty of peace on the anxious days, light in the darkest days, safety in the fearful days, joy in the despairing days, and heart in the disheartening days. Your God of the universe is custom crafting your future plans because he understands your heart's desire for a bright future, void of harm and full of his promise of hope. Well, you're teary. So beautiful. Wow. That really got you. And you've read it 17 times. 1,700,000 times. (laughs) 
just joking. It's so good. It's so, you know what? Just to know that God has a plan for all of us, that we're not out here drifting and mm. trying to figure it out, you know, that he really understands what our heart is longing for. And he positioned us. You know, we talked about this nature versus nurture on one of our podcasts in the past. And, you know, we get this question like, what is nature or nurture? What is it? Yeah. And I really feel like God has created each one of us uniquely on purpose to do something And I think that this whole idea of us trying to find our purpose, you know, don't get caught up in the details, but live a life that's opened and uh, allow him to show you and really lean into those places that fill your heart with joy. You know, oftentimes when I talk about this with people, I say, well, what would you do if you could do anything? Number one, right? Also, what's the thing when you were young that you desired to do or thought you would do? What is the thing that really got you thinking and got your heart racing and got you excited about the future when you were young? Yes. And I always like to look at things like, what do you want to do if you were guaranteed not to fail? Do that. Yes. Yes. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, well, that's nice. That sounds fun. You're on a (laughs) podcast and I'm just, you know, in the middle of COVID and life feels overwhelming and scattered, you know, and scary, right? Quite honestly. You might not know the plans that God has for you at this very moment. And we want to make sure that we can empathize with you at this moment. Yes. And and I would say that, you know, a year ago, even I didn't know that this was the plan. Five years ago, I didn't know that this would be what my life looked like. And four months ago, we didn't know we were going to do a podcast. No, I think it's ever evolving, right? But really leaning into understanding that God desires the best for you, okay? And that as you seek out his purpose and plan for your life, the more you engage in scripture, the more time you spend cultivating a relationship with Christ, you begin to line up with the purpose and plan. Okay. So we can really grab a hold of that, knowing that if we make a decision that goes to the right, and maybe we should have gone to the left, he will correct your path. He will make all things good for you. We can take a little bit of the fear of making the wrong choice out of the equation. When we understand if we are tethered to the word of God, if we are close and connected to Christ, that he will help us. Even when we turn the wrong way, he will help us and guide us back. Okay. Preach that, Jackie. Okay. We're going to come back in exactly one minute and we're going to go through all nine numbers. But real quickly, here is how you can order your copy of Hearing God Speak Now. For over a year, Jackie and Eve have put their heart and soul into writing a book. It's entitled Hearing God Speak, a 52-week Enneagram devotional. Combining the Enneagram system with biblical truth, this interactive year-long devotional helps you better understand yourself and other people while guiding you toward a deeper relationship with Christ. This weekly interactive guide allows you to explore how your Heavenly Father is speaking to you as you listen to Him in your Enneagram language while you learn to identify patterns of behavior that drive your decisions and uncover your deepest thoughts, unconscious motivations, and personality traits. Each weekly devotion includes a Bible verse with a scripture reflection and an awareness tailored to all nine Enneagram numbers, as well as generous journaling space. Pre-order a copy for yourself and as a gift for your friends and family, as this beautifully designed full-color hardcover devotional is available now at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Books A Million. Or simply head to HearingGodSpeakDevo.com and order your copy. Again, that's HearingGodSpeakDevo.com and enter into this extraordinary journey of discovering and uncovering the Word of God in your Enneagram language with Hearing God Speak. 
All right, we're back. And just so you know, this book is beautiful. It's full color, great for a gift, great for yourself. And right now we're going to go through all nine numbers about God's plan for you. So Jackie, let's start with number one. If you are an Enneagram one, what you really want to focus on is to know that you're good. And so the decisions that you're making, you're really focusing on, am I making the right decision? Am I going the right way? And and that's really the focus of attention. And so as you're trying to find the purpose and plan God has for you, what is the next right step? What is the next best step for you? What is the next part of the journey that he is calling you to? And it might feel not good in the moment, okay? But it doesn't mean that you walk away from it. So we have to learn to not shy away from the hard things. We have to learn to have the hard conversations. We have to learn to be honest and speak truth. Even if you feel like it might ruffle some feathers as an Enneagram one, you really have to know that it's more important for you to be truthful and honest to the people around you than to swallow the anger and it turn into bitterness and resentment. Because in the long term, that only hurts you. It doesn't hurt the people around you. It hurts you. So as you're pursuing your purpose in the plan, what does God have for you? You really need to know the focus of attention on every Everything you do is making sure that you are good, that what you do is ethical and right and morally sound. As you meditate on Jeremiah 29, 11 this week, and you really seek to know the ways in which he's talking to you, embrace this truth, allowing it to bring peace to your days, that he is directing your steps. Yes. And what I love about the ones in my life is their integrity, Jackie. I always feel like when I'm on a team and I have ones, I can trust them. They say what they mean and they mean what they say. And I love that about a one. That's one of their gifts. Yes, it is. So as we look at the two, the desire for the two is to know that they're wanted and needed. They're highly relational. And so as you go out and to figure out the purpose and plan God has for your life, it's going to be with connection. Okay. It's going to be connected to people. It might be in the service industry. It might be as a police officer. It might be as a doctor or a nurse. It might be a teacher. You really care about making a difference and an impact on the world through relationships. So lean into that and know that that's a gift given to you by your heavenly father for you to be acutely attuned to the needs of others. Mm, Now, what we don't want to do though, is forget that we have our own needs and then deny them, right? Mm. We don't want to put everybody else ahead of us and become the doormat. We don't want to do that. So this week, as you meditate on Jeremiah 29, 11, really think about things like what is the purpose that you feel like God has for you? Write down what you want. Allow God to show you the ways that he is already working on your behalf to give you the things that your heart desires desires as you align yourself with the word of God. Oh, I like that. So basically what I'm hearing you say, Jackie, as a two, embrace God's love for you. Know that his plan and purpose for your life is exactly where you need to go and where you need to be. Yes. Yes. That's really Mm -hmm. good. That's really good. Okay. So for our threes, our achiever, tell me a little bit about their plans for their life. So as a three, I'd love to just highlight this part because I think sometimes threes are looked at as like, oh, they're performers or they're really people seeking or whatever it is. But I want to say to you, if you were a three and you're gifted with the ability to read a room and to adjust quickly, if you are able to take in information and turn on a dime, none of that is bad. Okay, sometimes threes get a bad rap for, you know, being chameleon-like. But the reality is it's not bad. It's only bad if we use it to manipulate a room. Right. If you're using it 
with purpose and a plan, and you're able to feel the needs of the people around you. You're trying to adjust to the situation at hand. You're leaning in and you're listening with empathy and compassion. You're going to really walk out the purpose God has for you. You're going to see that it's not about you achieving success. It's about you being loyal and committed to the people around you. It's about you leaning in and understanding that God loves you just the way you are right now without any more achievement without any less achievement. He loves you right now the same amount. He'll always love you. I think threes need to hear that again, Jackie. They need to really understand that they are loved for simply being who they are. Can you just unpack that just a little bit? I just feel like they need to hear that today. Yeah. So threes oftentimes feel like they're only loved if they're successful or achieving something or valuable to somebody in some way. But the reality is threes are loved just for being who they are. And so at the end of the day, you sitting on the couch and taking a break for yourself, you're worthy of love just as much as if you were working 90 hours a week trying to prove yourself to somebody. You are worth loving and you are lovable. So good. So as far as the threes are concerned, Jackie, what is the awareness portion? So I would say as you meditate on Jeremiah 29 11 today, take a little bit of time. Think about this to yourself. Are you loved for simply being you? Do you feel love for simply being yourself? Who are the people around you that you can take the mask off and you can be real with? Who are those people? And if you say like, oh my gosh, I don't have that. What would it look like to allow somebody into that circle? What would it look like to allow yourself to take the mask off and be vulnerable with even one person? You might want to write it down. You might want to take some notes about this and just really allow God to show you the areas in your life that you need to let people in to see you just simply who you are and to be able to be loved in that way. Wow, that's profound. And now for our fours. I know sometimes, Jackie, they can be a little bit misunderstood for being a little oversensitive. And can you just give us a little insight in their plans for their life? Yes. So as a four, when you're thinking through like, God, what is the plan for my life? I think fours can oftentimes feel overwhelmed with that idea of I've got to figure out this purpose and plan. All these other people seem to have it together. Look at this person's got this talent and look at this person has that gifting. And what if I had this? And if I only had this, that is a lot of what happens inside the mind of a four, always comparing themselves to somebody else saying, if I only had that, I could do better or I could be this. But I want to say to you that you are, created exactly the way that you should be created. Everything about you is created this way. And I'm raising a four little girl, you know, not so little anymore. And I'm watching this happen in her life where she's starting to compare herself to other people and thinking these thoughts. And so it's constant reminder of you are gifted and created just the way that you have been for a purpose. And so really bringing scripture into that and combating the lies of the enemy that wants to say like, hey, you're not doing it right. Or if you had this. It feels like torture, Jackie. It is a heavy weight, I think, that fours carry, feeling as if they just don't have quite what they need to accomplish the thing they feel called to do. I would say, you know what? What if you just tried to accomplish it anyway? What if you just took the next step in the direction that you feel pulled and called to? What is that thing that stirs in your heart that really draws something out of you? And it's okay for you to have the full range of emotions. People oftentimes will say, oh, you're too sensitive, or oh, you're overdramatic, or oh, you're this. I wish if you're listening to me today and you have a four in your life, I would challenge you to stop saying things like that to fours. Thank you. 
I know you're going to want to say it, but before you say it, ask yourself, why are they having such big emotions? Or say what Jackie has often said to me. You can say, I hear you. I I understand you. you. I see you. That's beautiful. I mean, that's what I say to my little girl too. Like, it's okay for you to feel all of those feelings. Mm. So what are some awarenesses right now for a four? As you process the thoughts of like, maybe there's something missing inside of me, or what is the plan God has for me? Why don't you meditate on Jeremiah 29, 11 this week and really allow yourself to embrace what God has for you. Write down the ways that you wish that you were accepted. Write down the, the areas that you feel like you keep comparing yourself and then give it to God. Ask him to remind you through the word, through scripture, the truth of who you are. What does he say about you? Be encouraged that you are precious in his sight, that you have been knitted in the womb of your mother to be exactly who you are today, to do something for him. Right. Your God of the universe is custom crafting your future plans. I love it, Jackie. Okay, two fives. I know that oftentimes they feel like their needs are a problem. And being married to a five, sometimes I have to tell Charlie, tell me how you feel. I'm going to be okay. I can handle it. I need you to express your feelings. Are you worried? Are you anxious? Sometimes he wants to keep it to himself because maybe he's embarrassed or maybe he feels like he's going to be judged. But oftentimes he feels like they're a problem, right? He does. And so as as fives try to pursue the purpose, they want to oftentimes pull away or they want to only pursue the purpose that they really feel they can accomplish well. Mm. So they sit quietly. They might wait instead of charging forward with something. And I would just challenge you to really ask yourself the question, what's holding me back? What is the thing holding me back from knowing that I can actually accomplish great things? What is the thing holding me back that's keeping me from connecting with other people? What what are the areas that I feel God is holding me back? As we bring awareness around Jeremiah 29, 11, knowing that he knows the plans that he has for you, you can really lean into this. Write down the words, your needs are not too great, over and over and over if you have to. That's the beauty of this. Not only are your needs not too great for the people around you and your loved ones, but they are especially not too great for the God of the universe. They're not. And he wants to give you and provide for you in such a way that you cannot even imagine. And so fives, you are pioneers. You see things differently than a lot of other people. You have a way of being able to articulate things and put things together that change the future. And so I challenge you to really get outside of your box, all those ideas that you have. What if you did something with them? What if you put them into action and made a plan for something big? And it might not feel big at the moment, but what if it was something big that actually changed the trajectory of your life Absolutely. or the lives around you? Good stuff, Jackie. Okay, now, as far as the sixes, as they try to plan out and pursue their purpose and plans for their life, I do know that sixes want to feel safe. What can you tell me about them? Yeah, so as six is pursuing their purpose and plan for the life that God has for them, they oftentimes are going to feel a little afraid. So there's two different types of sixes, though, I will say. There's one type of six that's more fearful, outwardly fearful, and there's one type of six that goes against their fear. So it's like, I like to say it like this. If you were afraid of red balloons, you're going to fill your whole car with red balloons, and you're going to sit in there, you're going to overcome that fear. So there's two very different types of sixes that we talk about. So when we talk about this idea of pursuing their purpose, you might have one that sits back a little bit and kind of takes it all in and really vets the situation and tries to figure out, is this the best way? And then you've got a 
another type of sect that run towards it all. And they want to make the plan and they, they want to pursue with passion and they're going to just go after it. Both of those sixes exist within the six. So I think it's really good for you to sit with that for a moment, especially if you're a six or maybe you're even doing more of a narrative approach and you're trying to figure out your number. It's good for you to have a little bit of understanding that the numbers do show up a little bit differently. So as far as awareness around a six, like what can you do with Jeremiah 29, 11, write down the words you are safe and protected. Well, that's good. Okay. I love that. And write down some scriptures. Like I love to use the scripture, the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it and they are safe. These things, like it's really important for you to grab a hold of scripture, speak truth, pray often, seek God's face in situations. So whether you're going forward with passion towards your purpose or whether you're kind of scared to take the next step, know that God is with you and that you can lean on him and his word. Go to the truth, which is the word of God daily. And the beauty sixes is you serve the ultimate protector. You are safe in his arms. Maybe if you are feeling right now a little anxious or a little worried or a little weary and not so safe, remember you serve the ultimate protector. Yes, that's right. Okay, Jackie, now to your number, a seven. And I've learned from you, Jackie, that sometimes sevens are fearful of abandonment. Now, does that play a part when they're trying to seek their plans and purpose of life? Yes. You know, what's really funny about that too, because sevens uh, often, you know, they're the enthusiasts of the Enneagram. People often think that they, they go after everything with passion and, you know, they're just not afraid. And that's actually not true. What happens is that the seven really desires to be taken care of. And so most of the things that they do in life is in an attempt to take care of themselves because they feel like they can't rely on other people to really come through for them. And so This can get in the way of really pursuing your purpose when it comes to the Lord. If you feel like other people might not support what you feel called to do, you might be hesitant to do it. And so my encouragement as a seven is to really find your voice, really find your purpose in Christ and believe in yourself. But also find a group of people that believe in you and allow them to be a support and encouragement for you as you pursue the purpose that God has for you. You don't have to go it alone. And I know that people will think different things about sevens, but oftentimes they feel like they have to go it alone. Well, we want sevens to know you're not alone. The God of the universe definitely is there for you as you're pursuing your passions. He wants you to chase after it. So don't stop. You might stumble, you might fall, but get back up and keep seeking. You know what is so funny about what you just said, Eve? Why? That is exactly the way that my grandmother described me. And that is exactly the words that other people have described themselves as sevens in my practice. They would say that, you know what? People would just say like, it doesn't matter what you do. You just get up, you dust yourself off and you keep going. And so it is true. We are powerhouses in that way, but it's okay for you to need support around you. And you're going to stumble as we all do. You're going to fail forward. I feel like sevens really need to hear it's okay to bring other people along on their journey to lift them up and to fight with them and to pursue with them. Yes, I love that. So this week, as you read Jeremiah 29, 11, really think through what are the areas that I can lift to God? Like, how can I ask him to show me that he is taking care of me? Who are the people around me that he has placed in my life that will encourage me and support me? Allow him to show you who those people are and maybe even reach out to them and thank them for that. Yes, you need some cheerleaders. Yes. Yes, 
You need yes. some cheerleaders. I can really relate to that because I have a strong seven wing mm-hmm. and I really need some cheerleaders. I have a very difficult time. And this is going to sound a little bit callous, but I don't mean it this mm-hmm. way. No, my heart. But I do have a really difficult time if I'm surrounded with people that are draining and needy. I actually have a name for them. I call them the VNPs and the VDPs, the very needy people and the very <laughs> draining people. I like to surround myself with my VIPs who are cheering me on, who aren't jealous, who aren't in competition, but are cheering me on and are celebrating my wins because I want to celebrate their wins. And it sounds like to me, sevens can relate to that as well. Yes. I think sevens need those people in their life. And they also need to know that they're worthy of being loved. So as we look at the eight, which is you, Eve, Mm -hmm. we really think about pursuing your passion. You know, eights have a lot of gusto. They have a lot of strength. They have a lot of power behind them. They often go after life in a big way. They are big picture thinkers. (laughs) And so they go after life in big picture ways. And so for you to really think like, what's the purpose behind the plan? I'm going to say that eights might have to slow down just a little bit. Because eights, I think, sometimes can get ahead of the plan because they see the big picture. But we have to wait on God to bring all the pieces that are at play to make the plan happen. As you process through Jeremiah 29, 11 this week, what areas can you allow God into to soften you to be able to trust other people along the journey. Ooh, I'm receiving that word right now, Jackie. And I will say one thing that gets me in trouble, I'm not sure if other eights can relate to this, but I go into every project thinking it's easy breezy. I think people that say something's difficult, for example, my friends that have said writing a book is the hardest thing they've ever done. I might have thought they were being a little overdramatic, even from people that aren't overdramatic. And I learned this lesson the hard way. It's not easy breezy. It is a lot of work. So I am learning as I pursue passions and purpose to go into it with a very realistic expectation. Yes, it's just slowing down and allowing yourself to see the big picture, to see the other people involved in the big picture, and to allow other people to come alongside you in the big picture, right? Because I I love the way that eights can charge ahead and make things happen. You know, I'm so thankful for the eights of my life that do that. So I think that it's just really important for you to remember that you can trust people and you can trust people in the process and not just at the delivery of the process. You know, that's great because as we're always trying to move things forward, to move ahead, and we need to remember that the people around us sometimes might need us to slow it down a little bit, maybe to even acknowledge them. I have been accused in the past of maybe just focused on the project in hand and not the people around me. And I have had to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a good lesson for an eight. A lot of us assertive people to know. (laughs) It's not about the project. It's about the people. That's right. People before paper. Now, one thing that I do love about the ace. Now, I know you're going to laugh because I always want to say something positive about my number, but it doesn't stop me. I do it every podcast. In our defense, Jackie Brewster, one of the things I love about an eight is they're collaborative. And I didn't have a dream and a vision at 4 a.m. to write a book by myself. Don't you think it's interesting that I wanted to be collaborative and I wanted to bring my friends along with me? I 
I find that eights do like to invite others into their story. So that's a good thing. It is. Yes. Eights are collaborative. Okay. Yes. Yes. It is a good thing. Maybe we should just do a podcast on all the beauty of an eight. <laughs> I'm really in for that. Only eights would listen, but it almost would be worth it. Oh my gosh. You would love it for sure. I would love it. I would love it. Okay. So let's talk about nines as they're pursuing their passions and their purpose. What do they need to hear today? So nines, as you pursue your passion and your purpose, know that your voice is necessary for the discovery of your purpose. We need to know what you are hearing and feeling and wanting and needing, and that it's okay for you to show up in all the ways that you need to show up. As you pursue your purpose, you have to make sure that you're not giving in to other people's plans around you. It's going to be really hard for you to stand independently from other people's visions. So it's constantly coming back of why did I sign up to do this? Or why did I decide to take on this position or this job or this idea? What is it? So it's constantly having it in front of you. So as you meditate on Jeremiah 29, 11 this week, I would encourage you to write down the goal that you have in mind, right? Write down why you're doing it. Because that will help you stay on track. That will help you keep yourself centered. That will help you fight for your voice in the room, even if you feel afraid. I think it's really important for you to really have that goal in mind and to know that, no, 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 God gave me this vision. God gave me this plan. This is what I feel called to do. And this is why I'm doing it. Sounds like to me, Jackie, you want our peacemakers to know that their presence matters to God and to every single person around them. Yes, that's what I want them to know. Always. Always, always. I love our nines. I love our peacemakers. I don't raise any nines. No nines in my house. No nines in my house either. Oh my goodness, we miss you nines. I've had nines (laughs) on my team and we've talked about this in a work environment. I love to invite them into the conversation. They're so lovely. Yes. Well, that's just one week out of 52 weeks that you'll get from hearing God speak. And if you're curious to know about the big book reveal and what it looks like, today is your day. You can head to at Enneagram with JB. Look at all of Jackie's socials. You'll see it all. Or you can head to our website, hearinggodspeakdevo.com. Or you can try to spell my name and do at Eve Anuns, which I cut my name in half. And you can look at the book and it's all color and it's beautiful. I must say, I had nothing to do with the art. I have to keep saying that. Our art designers out of New York in Ink and Willow, which is an arm of Penguin Publishing, and Sarah Sung did a beautiful, beautiful job, Jackie. It is breathtaking. I cannot even say how amazing this project has turned out and how delighted we are. We know who all the glory goes to. Yes, God. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. I could not have done it without God. I could not have done it without my husband. And I could not have done this without you, Jackie. Yes, I feel the same way. I feel the same way, Eve. It's hearing God speak, a 52-week Enneagram devotional. I really hope you appreciate it and enjoy it as much as we have loved writing it. Yes. Go get it today. Get on this journey with us. So thanks, everyone. We're so glad you joined us today for Speaking of the Enneagram. Until the next time, talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Hearing God Speak, a 52-week Enneagram devotional, is now available. Take this extraordinary journey with authors Eve Nunziato and Jackie Brewster as they combine the Enneagram system with biblical truth. This interactive year-long devotional will help you better understand yourself and other people while guiding you toward a deeper relationship with Christ. 
Hearing God Speak addresses all nine Enneagram types every week. This interactive devotional also includes a narrative approach to help you identify your Enneagram type, a weekly biblical scripture reflection, and an awareness tailored to every Enneagram type, personality, and style. Beautifully designed full-color pages, weekly interactive elements that include application questions, prompts for meditation, prayer, and response. Generous journaling space for reflection to weekly exercises. Order a copy for yourself and as a gift for your friends and family as this beautifully designed full-color hardcover devotional is available now at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Books A Million. Or simply head to HearingGodSpeakDevo.com and order your copy. Again, that's HearingGodSpeakDevo.com and enter into this extraordinary journey of discovering and uncovering the Word of God in your Enneagram language with Hearing God Speak.